this is Bodie and Oliver. This is kind of like our spontaneous podcast. It's 9.08 27th, on the 27th. I think. 27th of February 2023. Yeah. Um, and so I'm going to start off with a topic. This will just be like 10 or 15 minutes. Um, let's see. How do you think you cultivate loving kindness to the point where it's natural while you're not meditating? Do you think it's a matter of just meditating on loving kindness as much as possible until it's almost ingrained? Or do you think it's more kind of like a conscious, like, everyday practice while you're not meditating. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't have the full picture because I feel like you do more meditation. Well, I know that you meditate more than me because I don't have... I haven't recently been doing my practice, but I would say that, like, it doesn't... It. I think it, it would increase with meditation on loving kindness, but it maybe... It, it wouldn't like fully just manifest like that. Like for me, I feel yeah. like it is more conscious. Like you kind of, but I don't know because I haven't really had a, ever had a regular, regular meditation practice on loving kindness. But for me, it's sure. like I have to consciously walk into a space and think like, okay, these people are humans and, and they right. have similar desires. Like one thing that, that helped me was like doing this, it really clicked when I was doing this guided meditation that said, like, um, everyone is motivated, like, literally everyone is motivated by a wholesome desire to be happy. Yeah. And that drives people to do things that are harmful and right. not harmful or selfish. And it's basically, if you think about it, we're, we are all, whether it's conscious or not, working towards happiness yeah so that's how i think about it and that helps me see people with more loving kindness because i realize oh they may be doing something harmful or something that i don't like personally right but i can respect that they're a human and that they're just trying to be happy and that they deserve happiness you know yeah so let me be more let me try to give them the happiness that they deserve and that will in turn make me more happy too yeah yeah that's great i mean just to bring up like one thing you were saying that you feel like you haven't been you know meditating super consistently which you know i hear i but i think it's it's helpful even for me to bring up the concept that like meditation is contingent on a spiritual life, but a spiritual life is not contingent on meditation. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. A med- meditation is contingent on a spiritual life where you want to have meditation in it. Like, you don't right. have to have a spiritual life that has meditation. Exactly, yeah. So it's, yeah, to have a spiritual life, you don't, you don't... Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, you're right, you're yeah. right. You don't have to be... That's been super helpful for me, for me, because it's like, at the end of the at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, did I meditate yet, you know, sometimes, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I'm not, I'm not making any progress if I haven't meditated, 
mm-hmm. you know, and that's simply just like, you know, not true. Yeah. So that's been helpful for me. But yeah, I think I think it's kind of the same way with mindfulness like you were talking about. It's like a mixture of like really deeply practicing it, you know, like sitting down and meditating basically mm-hmm. on that mindfulness or loving kindness. But then also like really setting an intention to cultivate it throughout your day too. Yeah. And yeah. consciously in 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 interactions like thinking like thinking about it, like thinking how am I expressing loving kindness or how am I maybe not thinking in a very loving way. Right. Um yeah. Yeah, there's this I got a little Pema, pocket Pema Chodron book. And she has... Oh, it looks so good. It is so great, man. So helpful. Just like for throughout your day, you got to get one. Mm. Um, here it is. Here's a passage on bodhicitta and uh, loving kindness. And it's... Bodhicitta. That's what... That's what... Um, yeah, I think it's actually... I think it's pronounced bodhicitta. bodhicitta. Yeah. Um, that's what... What's his name? Um, would call me... What's his name? What was his name again? Um, something with a K. No one who's listening this is gonna is gonna know. Yeah. But, except for no, Clara. But, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, from our most recent IB meme. Oh my god! Be. What's his name? Wait, I have to figure it out. It's something with a K. Kent. It's not. Oh I want to say Kenneth, but it's definitely <laughs> not. It's definitely <laughs> not Kenneth. Okay, let me read oh the passage. Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. No, that's funny. Bodhicitta is our heart, our wounded, softened heart. Now, if you look for that soft heart that we guard so carefully, if you decide that you're not going to do a scientific exploration under a microscope and try to find that heart, you won't find it. You can look, but all you'll find is some kind of tenderness. There isn't anything that you can cut out and put under the microscope. There isn't anything that you can dissect or grasp. The more you look, the more you find just a feeling of tenderness, tinged with some kind of sadness. This sadness is not about somebody mistreating us. It is inherent sadness, unconditional sadness. It is part of our birthright, a family heirloom. It's been called the genuine heart of sadness. And ah, that's so what great. What does that mean? I mean, I think it's just when I... For me personally, I've like, whenever I have a, a good uh, loving kindness meditation, or even a fair one, I can fear feel like some like a really deep compassion and drive to care for people, tinged with deep sadness. And I always thought that was kind of like my own wounds coming through, mm-hmm. and me like like, kind of feeling into um, my own hurting in terms of, like, things that have happened to me or how I judge myself or stuff. And I think that it partly is. But this kind of explains that it, it's not... N- it's, it's uh, in her words, it's inherent sadness, unconditional sadness. Maybe it's just sadness that comes with... With loving comes kindness, with, yeah, like, comes, comes with, with exactly. thinking about those things. Yeah, and it's like not like, oh, I'm so sad, but it's like, it's not pity, but it's more like, yeah, it's almost like em- empathy, like or 
It's compassion. Compassion carries sadness with it, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Compassion carries sadness with it. I think that's like like wise. like um, shared suffering, like shared suffering. I I've heard yeah, um, Thich Nhat Han talk about. Or I've read Thich Nhat Han writing about that about shared suffering. That like when compassion when compassion in someone starts to become very strong, that there's like a larger sense of shared suffering that because. Mm. It, because of the concept that he calls interbeing, where like yeah, I've heard a little bit about that. Because once someone really has been meditating on that, those subjects for years of their life, yeah, like decades, like um, it really that compassion really feels like you feel shared suffering because of the su- the suffering of someone else is my own suffering, is what he says. Right. Yeah. So I think. Yeah, I think you're right. I, and I, I've heard other, like, I feel like I've read a lot about about how it does have to be a mix of, like, meditation and practice in day-to-day life, like, conscious practice in day-to-day life. Yeah. I think one of those pitfalls that I was falling into is exactly what you were saying. I was feeling like it, I wasn't actually making any progress, even in my meditation, because I would just meditate and then be like, okay, I'm done for the day spiritually, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I, like, sit down and meditate and I'm exactly where I was last time. Not to say that I should be making tons of progress day to day. Yeah. But I wasn't even feeling much progress, like, after my meditation. Because the whole reason we meditate, right? Yeah. Is for there <laughs> to be results outside of meditation. Right. Right? That's, at least for me, whenever I meditate, I want... But it's so funny because now that I'm saying that, like, it's not even results. There, there's, it's really interesting because I always hear people talking about this like paradox of meditation or paradox of mindfulness, where it's like you, you're both, you both want progress for yourself, and you're also perfect how you are. If while you're when mindful, like when mindful, you notice. I I am a human being, you know, like, it's like you both need progress and you're right right where you need to be already. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's so hard to say because, and and you also don't want to, like, because I, I always hear like that when you're meditating, you're not doing it to change something. You're doing it to observe. But you are like... But we all meditate for a reason. Right. The observation is going to change something. Yeah. Or the observation maybe gives you the chance to change something. I don't know. Yeah. For me, it's hard. I I don't think I fully understand it yet. Well, I think, yeah, I've found that annoying sometimes, too. I think one helpful way to look at it is in terms of bodhicitta, which is it's already inherent. And you're not... What is? Up. Basically, like, that tender heart, like, yeah. which is both mindful and loving. That inner golden and, Buddha that, that T. Mays was talking about. Exactly, and and knows truth. It's already inherent inside of you, and that's why you're not seeking. But that's why you're still striving, because you're striving to discover what you actually are. Oh. Wait, you're can't, n- wait, wait. Can I talk about <laughs> that for a second? Wait. <laughs> Wait, stop for a second. This is not my wisdom, by the way. This I know, is I know, wait, wait. Yeah. Let's give 
Let's give us yeah. all a second to think about that for a second. Yeah, because progress is like <laughs> you're changing. When we talk, when we talk about progress, it, we we talk about it like we're changing ourselves or getting something but new. I like you said multiple times before, it's uncovering more layers of yourself and getting to the who you really are. Right. Oh, that's such a cool way to think about it. I know. It because Isn't it awesome? That's like what one of the mentors on one of the retreats, T, said about the analogy of the golden Buddha inside of layers of clay, protective clay that were that was put there and the metaphor is that like put there by people to protect protect against like a raid from another tribe but right. for us it's like we put that clay on because of society and pe- and and you know harm harm from from other people right so it's like the path is the path of uncovering the uncovering clay. and there's yeah. and it's like that's why you can use the word progress but it doesn't mean progress in the same way that we use it in other ways right it's, isn't that it's like it's so like the cool. other way it's like progress it's not opposite progress but it's like inward progress it's not like well it, it's not like linear like like forward progress it's like I, I inward would, i would almost say it's it's progress pro- progress <laughs> <laughs> i would almost say it's progress but backwards like but it's not backwards I mean, though but not in terms oh, of like, backwards time wise you mean <laughs> kind of I, I mean sort of it's, it's so hard to describe because like, when we're when we're born we're we're born as that inherent like pretty much i don't know maybe that's another topic. Actually, man. yeah, because we have generational influence within us. Well, also, if but, from a Buddhist perspective, if you're born again, that means reincarnation is happening, and that means you are you're you carry not with enlightened. You, you carry with you that you're past or past. or yeah, exactly, or you might be a bodhisattva that is that is <laughs> that, that yeah I don't know what well if you're okay. a bodhisattva then you're you know um. Like, oh my god, our parents are calling to us. Okay. <laughs> Let's just finish this up. Okay. Takeaway. We yeah, have to finish sure. it anyways. Or an um, offering, like, yeah, like the we off- like to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. So the offering is that when we're doing our meditation practice, we're progressing inwards or backwards, in a sense, towards our true selves. And that the best way to find this progress is to both do your meditation practice and consciously practice it in the moment. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Thanks for the convo. Bye. Bye-bye.